Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 146 of Ask Vidas and Usha podcast. This question was sent by Paul and he writes, Hi Vidas, I've been giving your question about practice much thought. I've been playing the prelude and postlude at my church now for several months and find I'm still getting nervous. I usually choose a hymn for the prelude and probably practice them 50 plus times before I actually play because if my nerves get in my way or I start to lose my place in the music, my hands will keep playing until I find myself. My schedule of playing was every other week, but I've asked to play two weeks in a row with one week off, thinking that more time behind the console will be beneficial. A couple months ago I took a, a European vacation and was not in church for three weeks and dearly missed my practice. When I returned to play I felt I took a step backwards because my hands were shaking as I played. Too much time away from the organ. You have taught me that slow practice is the key but it's so hard to do sometimes because the inner battle says the faster you play, the more times you can practice this piece and you will learn it quicker. But it's just not not true. You really do need to practice slowly to get the brain engaged to learn. I've been stuck on the Jigu Toccata for a few months. I can't quite get the whole piece to have speed of uh, 110 beats uh, per minute in practice. Uh, the slow practice in the beginning showed me I am able to play the first two pages at full tempo and it happened quite naturally to my surprise. I've broken the piece in four measure increments and work on it almost every day. It's one of those pieces that will make me feel like a real organist when I play finally it in public. But then, I'm sure another piece will come up on my radar. You and your wife's advice has been valuable and I am so thankful I found you too. Thank you for what you do. Blessings, Paul Anderson. Uh, Osha, isn't uh, we grateful that people are finding uh, our resources and using and uh, actually growing? Yes, it's, it's very nice to know, know that your advice helps somebody to improve and we are very glad to know that we are able to help. Of course, uh, this process and progress is not overnight success. I know, you need you know, to, to work on it. Uh, how long, Osha, did it take you to become overnight success? Overnight success? Yeah, it What do you mean by overnight success? There is a term, it takes seven years to, to have overnight success. Well, for me it took more years than seven. You know, I, I play piano since I was you know, five years old, so mm -hmm. now I'm 41, so count for yourself. And I still don't feel that I'm, you know, overnight success. Uh, this term actually comes from probably book publishing when so sometimes surprise bestseller 
comes up, right? And the media picks up and uh, celebrates the author. Oh, it's a surprise, uh, overnight success. We didn't know about this author at all yesterday, but now he's a millionaire or she's a millionaire and tens of thousands of copies of, of that novel is, uh, you know, sold. Bestseller, right? Uh, but this is simply not true. That author probably banged on the keyboard uh, for uh, many years before even anybody noticed them, right? Yes. Uh, 10, sometimes 20 years before somebody even published that, that work. And uh, they never stopped. They never uh, gave up. Osha, do you have sometimes uh, 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 a wish to give up and stop practicing? Sure, of course. Why? Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes even I get depressed as anybody else. That's life. Uh, what What are you uh, frustrated about in those moments? Well, many things. Sometimes I just feel tired, you know, and have health issues and sometimes, you know, I don't have time for anything, you know, else. Mm -hmm. And I won't give up practicing because, you know, sometimes I feel that I'm not living other things, you know, that I have to live and to do because I'm spending too much time on the organ. So there are different thoughts and different reasons, as I believe other people have as well. Isn't uh, organ practice for you a like a like an escape from from troubles of the day? Yes, many times it is, but but not always. Mm -hmm. When the reality hits, when you have a deadline to to cope with, and you have to prepare the recital, it's not a hobby anymore, right? You're a professional. I know. So I guess uh, it's good to set the professional mindset for yourself because then you feel all the motivation in the world to practice. You will feel responsible. And just like Paul writes, you could prob probably practice those hymns and preludes uh, 50 plus times. And it's not even enough, probably. I know, and you know, when he writes that... You know, the fastest, the faster you play, the more times you can play them. That's you know, that's an incorrect way. Actually, it's better to play them fewer times, but to play them slowly and to play them correctly. Then, let's say to play it a hundred times, but fast and with mistakes. I have to be very honest here and tell everybody that I have the same feeling that Paul does all the time. Uh, I want to play everything at the speed of light or sound, maybe at the speed of <laughs> concert speed, yes, uh, because uh, it sounds better when I play faster. The music is so natural then. But at the same time, in, the, in my mind, I know that this is not the best way to practice uh, because the slower you practice, the more you notice details. And uh, the more you control the details, right, Osha? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have heard some, some of musicians practicing like this. We play fast in the easy spots, and when we slow down, where the music, you know, gets harder. 
And I, I, I heard of, you know, quite famous musicians do that. But, you know, I don't think that's a, such a good method because then after all it might be hard for you to keep a steady tempo during your performance, during your final performance. I can remember now in our student days in practice rooms at the academy, I've heard uh, people banging the piano keyboard for hours, uh, the same passage over and over again. But not making any progress. And extremely fast. I know. It's it's a complete of the opposite of, of uh, what should they do, right? They cannot control the speed. They are practicing very fast, like maybe four measure fragment, and making the same mistake over and over. And it's like banging your head against the wall. I know. I think the best way would be that doesn't matter how many times you repeat a certain piece or certain hymn. A certain passage, you know, from the piece, you each time need to to have some goal because it cannot be just you no know, repeating for repeating, repetition for repetition. That's not a good thing. I think you know the worst choir conductor is which forces his choir to to sing piece over and over again without you no know, setting any new goals. Then after a while you're just thinking, well, why I have to do it again? You know, why I have to repeat it? But you know, each time you need to set you know, some particular goal. It might be you know a little goal, such some sort of tiny detail, but you have to know why are you doing that, and on on what you will focus when repeating this piece. That will make you know you progress faster. And will give you know a purpose to your playing. Mm-hmm. It's called intentional practice. I know. And it takes ten years to do. That. I know because you know if you will practice with absent mind, can you see that absent mind? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. It, it will be no good. Autopilot. Yes, mm-hmm. because still your fingers and your feet must be controlled by by your brain. So guys, remember it takes. 10,000 hours of intentional practice to perfect any kind of uh, difficult skill, right? So you take painting, take drawing, take uh, writing. If you want to become a writer, uh, you know, skilled writer, you have to write uh, for 10,000 hours. Yes. So that's how many pages, Osha? If if you write, uh, if you write, let's say, uh, <laughs> uh, if you can write, let's say, three pages per hour, it's reasonable, right? Yes. Uh, so three times uh, 10,000, it's like 30,000 pages of material before you get better, right? So, uh, so Paul, I think, doesn't need to um, despair with, with a lot of repetitions. And we we just have to be patient and enjoy the process, and not so worry so much about the result. Osha. Yes, and I'm so glad to read you know about his Jiguto uh, Kata. You know that he feels like a real organist when playing it, and I think you know with the next piece it might get a little bit easier already. Unless that piece would be, you know, much harder than, than, than the Stoccata. But if he would pick up the piece which is, you no know, similar in difficulty as Jigu Toccata, I think he 
must feel already better than working on it. I Don't you think so? I absolutely agree. And I think of uh, micromanaging managing your progress every day or even every hour and checking if you are better and better, it's a little bit pointless. Don't you think, Osha? It's like... It's like uh, planting a, a, a tree, right? And then digging up your your seed every day and to see if it has grown or not. Overnight. I know. <laughs> It's like Carlson did in that Astrid Slingren book. Yeah. About Carlson who lived on the roof. Peach tree, right? Yes, peach tree. He, you know, he planted the peach. And then every day he would dig up that you know bone and would look at it if it's already bigger. So it never... Have grown because it didn't have such an opportunity. Yeah, what you need to do, guys, is to forget uh, uh, about your progress for at least what six months and come back to the old piece that you haven't been able to master six months ago and then play it after six months and then you will see your true progress. I know it's just like teaching you know my students the harmony. You know, at the 10th grade when we started uh, and then at the 12th grade we finished it. So at 10th graders it seems so hard. Everything that I teach, it's such a nightmare. And you know, if you would look at the 11th graders or 12th graders, what we think about the harmony that we had in the 10th grade, we just make them, you know, laugh. Uh -huh. Oh, it was so easy. Wait until you get to, you know, like 12th grade. Then it will be really hard. <laughs> So that's that's the same with organ practice. Even teenagers can understand that. I know, yes. Mm -hmm. So adults, and especially motivated adults, I think, uh, have the mental capacity to understand the the value of intentional practice, but without any rush, right? You have all the time in the world that you need. Some of us will live longer, some of us will live shorter. It doesn't matter, actually. Uh, what matters is that we sit down on the organ bench every single day, just maybe for 15 minutes or even more. But, but you know, if you take, uh, like, European vacation, as you know, as Paul did, don't feel guilty that you haven't practiced for that time. You exactly. know, we need to have vacations, too. Yeah, and when you come back from the vacation, you can you can pick up from where you started, maybe from easier spot, of course, and uh, grow from there. Stop blaming yourself because you only live once. That's true. Thank you, guys. This was Vidas. And Usha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.